Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Okuo Church, my community. Hey, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here today. I mean, what an honor it is to have the chance to come and communicate here at my home church. And on behalf of Pastor Humby, Abel, and Alyssa, we want to say that we do appreciate you taking the time to come and spend part of your Thanksgiving break with us here at Akuo. Now, if you would turn with me to John chapter 9, go ahead and read with me. As he, being Jesus, went along, he saw a man blind, uh, blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And now today, as we build sturdy together as a community, by going back to the beginning and learning, you know, the ways of Jesus, I want us to explore this question, well, whose fault is it? And as we do that, I want to challenge you to do three things. Number one, I want you to suspend all presumptions that you may have about Jesus. And two, I want us together to spend significant time in Jesus' presence. And lastly, we're going to listen to, and I want to challenge you to do what Jesus teaches us. Now, before we do that, let's go ahead and pray together. So Lord, I thank you for today, God. I thank you for every single person that's watching online today. God, I pray that um, whatever moment, whatever thing that we may be experiencing or going through, God, I pray that um, you meet us here today, God, that you remove all sorts of distractions that we may be facing, God, so that we may hear and receive what you have to tell us today. Um, God, we love you. God, we, we praise you and we honor you, Lord. In your name you pray. Amen. Amen. Now, a little bit about me. I'm a proud husband of almost one year. Shout out to my wifey, Allison. Love you. And I'm a proud dog dad to the goodest boy in the world and my pup, Ryan. And I work for a great company uh, called Granger, where I'm you know, having the opportunity to, to work with some awesome people all across the United States from the comfort of my own little cubicle. And of course, I'm a lifelong Spurs fan. Yes, even today in the struggles, hashtag Puerto Vida. And I'm a proud cancer survivor officially of 10 years this year. Now, today isn't going to be about my battle with cancer, though it was one of the tougher experiences of my life. But no, it is going to be about a specific moment during that battle. See, after a major surgery that I was able to experience and recovering from my house, my grandfather, 84 at the time, was um, sitting at a table with me in our dining room, and he looked really sad. I mean, he just looked down. And I remember thinking, like, man, what is going on? So me being as persistent as I possibly could, I kept asking the question, what's wrong? What's wrong? Grandpa, tell me, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? And he finally says, well, it's my fault that you're sick, mijo. It's my fault because I did too many things, too many bad things in my life, and because of those things, now you are sick. I was taken back by his comment. And I looked him in the eyes and I said, thanks a lot, Grandpa. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. But I, it definitely did spark a curiosity in me to understand why he felt that way. And I learned not only did he feel that way, but a lot of my family members shared the same sentiment. That 
somehow the wrong things, the sins of our life, somehow correlated with the punishment that God may or may not bring into our lives. And so I explored my grandpa's belief um, as to the reason um, why we experience trials, maybe hard times or battles, by focusing on the question, well, if it's not our fault, then whose fault is it? Now, no matter who you are, I think that we have all asked similar questions. Why do bad things happen in our lives? Why does suffering even have to exist? And there's no doubt that we've asked this question at least 20 times over the past two years, whether it's you know a loved one that we've lost to COVID or maybe friends and family being treated unjustly through, due to hundreds of years of systematic racism, or maybe it's a mental illness becoming more and more increasingly difficult to deal with, or maybe it's a relationship in your life that is falling apart, or perhaps the loss of a job. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. And if you are currently struggling with something, I want to be sensitive here. While we reflect on some of the sufferings in our own personal lives, which I'm going to challenge you to do here in a second, it could be triggering. So at any point today, if you need to take a pause, if you need to step away for a second, it's totally understandable because before I go any further, I want you to know that your community here at Akuo, man, we see you. And I'm sorry that you're having to experience this season but just know your community is here to walk with you. I mean, Pastor Humby, his team, our A-team, our volunteers, our church as a whole is filled with awesome people who have created such a beautiful place where you don't have to walk alone, pray alone, or heck, be alone at all. Now, right now, I guess this is a moment where I want us to consider some of the suffering that you may have in your life or maybe some suffering that maybe somebody in your life may have as well. And today, as we hop into scripture, my hope is that not only do we start to understand the suffering in our lives, but maybe we'd be able to reframe it just a little bit more to be able to truly see the compassion that Jesus has for you and for me. And so right now, we're going to hop in John chapter 9. Before I get into this verse, I want to give you a little bit of context. See, in the chapter before, John chapter 8, Jesus had just saved a woman from being stoned to death. Now, she was about to be stoned because she was caught in the act of adultery, and he did this by stepping in front of her and saying, you know, let any of you without sin be the ones to throw the first stone at her. And shortly after that, he claimed to be God, the creator of the world. I mean, John chapter 8, verse 12 says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, this did not sit well with the Jewish people at the time, so they all reached down in this moment for a stone to now stone Jesus. And the story says that before Jesus, before they're able to, Jesus slips away before they can throw any of the stones. Now, as Jesus is now leaving this area and leaving the temple, he meets a man. And we're going to pick up here in John chapter 9 together. Verse 1, it says this, As he, being Jesus, went along, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? And the man responded with, Thanks a lot, Grandpa. I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But look here, at this moment, this very moment, the disciples decided that this man is an example to address the question, why is this man suffering or whose fault 
is it? The disciples made this man who was born with blindness a point of discussion rather than an opportunity to show compassion to. And like my grandfather, they believed that there was a direct cause and effect relationship between what you do and the suffering that occurs in your life. So, basically, if you're suffering greatly, there must be great sin in your life. Now, you and I know that that is not true. I mean, there are plenty of examples of unbelievers, folks who seem to be the furthest away from God, who seem to be prospering just fine. And on the contrary, there are also many people close to Jesus, and heck, Jesus himself, who suffered greatly. So we know that a close relationship with Jesus doesn't exactly shield you from pain. And the truth is that it bothers us. I mean, in Psalm 73, David, king of Israel, once named the man after God's own heart, says this, but as for me, my feet had almost slipped and I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. See, we're not here to focus on the prosperity of other people. No, we are here to answer the question, well, whose fault is it? Well, let's keep reading. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Did you, did you catch that? See, the suffering in this man's life was nobody's fault. In fact, it happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And I would argue that the same goes for me and for you. That no matter the suffering in your life, past, present, future, it might be an opportunity for the work of God to be displayed in your life. And I say it might because right now I know that the suffering in some of us is great. And I don't want to make excuses. I don't want to invalidate that. I don't want to, to just seem like I'm just saying, okay, let's just get over it and keep on moving. No, I want this to be a moment that helps you and I release the unimaginable burden that you must be carrying. You see, in order for this man to experience what's next, and in order for you and for me to do the same, we have to suspend our presumptions about Jesus. How? Part of it, and this is not going to be that popular, but part of that is we have to stop blaming God for our suffering because he's not the one bringing the suffering to us. We have to spend significant time in his presence to receive what God may have for us next. And then we have to most importantly listen to and do what Jesus teaches us to do so that we may see God do something amazing in us and for it to be a solid opportunity for us to see God's work on display in us. Now let's take a look at what Jesus does next. Verse 6, it says this, After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went, washed, and came home seeing. Naturally, the cheesemate gets around town, and everybody's talking about this man, and some are saying that, you know, I think that's the man. Some are saying it only looks like him. It's kind of like when we see a celebrity out in public. And you're like, I'm not really sure. Do I go up? Do I talk to him? But in verse 9 says this, he himself, the man that was born blind, insisted, I am the man. 
And they ask the next question, how then were your eyes open? See, the man that was once born blind is now being asked how this happened. And his response, verse 11, he replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash, so I went and washed, and then I could see. Now, this wasn't that popular at the time. See, the man was now brought before the Pharisees, the ones who were about to stone Jesus in the previous chapter. They even went as far as bringing in the guy's parents. But out of fear of being kicked out of their church, his, his parents threw their son under the bus after being asked how did this happen to your son? And is this even your son? And they said, well, basically, hey, he's of age. We want nothing to do with this. Ask him. And so after claims that Jesus was a sinner and that it's not possible for a sinner to perform such a miracle, look at how the man who was blind responded. Verse 25, he replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know is that I was blind, but now I see. Now, upset at this, the Pharisees continued to do everything they could to downgrade the miracles that this man had experienced. In fact, verse 34 goes on to say this. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out of the church, threw him out of the synagogue. Now, if this happens to you, which when I say that, I mean oftentimes this world isn't very interested in a, Christ trans, a Christ-transformed person. See, that world may be your own family members, maybe friends, coworkers that find it hard to believe that you have, in fact, turned your life over to Christ, maybe your situation over to Christ, or that Jesus did, in fact, do something amazing with your suffering and they're not necessarily too happy about that. They want you to be down, and it's, and it's part of the world. And if something like that does happen, then there is no doubt that Jesus will respond the same way that he responded to this man. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Well, then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Akuo, today I want to encourage you the suffering in your life is not a punishment of God, but in fact, it's an opportunity for God to display his works in your life. And like the man and his suffering, Jesus notices you too. So you might not notice him right off the bat. I mean, I know the man did it because, well, he was blind. But Jesus noticed him and he sees you. He sees your suffering and he sees your situation and he meets it with so much love and compassion because that is who he is and he has a plan to bring greater good to your life and the lives of the people around you if you let him see the man born blind had to get up and go and wash and then he could see 
And all he had to do, or all he had was the word that Jesus gave him. But that's all he needed. So now 94 years old, my grandfather, who now, you know, we're a good amount of years past, he's unfortunately had two strokes. One was actually the week of my wedding. Um, he's also experienced COVID twice. And truthfully, with each sickness that he gets diagnosed with, I prepare myself to expect that he is no longer going to be with us. And I'm just being truthful here and a little transparent. But I got to tell you, the old man, he has no quit. And I'm blessed to say that my family has another year to celebrate this holiday season with him. And either way, I, I am confident that one day he will experience the glory of heaven and all that is Jesus. Because though far from perfect, about three months after I had this conversation with him and explored the question, you know, whose fault is it that I'm sick? And after I endured the toughest battle of my life, I really did have the opportunity to share the beautiful truth that is the gospel with him. And he prayed to receive Christ at the very table that he sat at when he believed that God was in fact punishing his favorite grandson. And you know that truth is simply this, that Jesus, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, came to this world and lived a perfect life, died a tragic death on a cross and defeated death, hell, and the grave and rose again three days later all so that you and I could be forgiven for our sins and for every single way that you and I may fall short. And so that you and I could also see our own suffering through the lens of Christ as a wonderful opportunity for the work of God to be displayed. And all you have to do to receive that truth is simply believe. Lord, I believe that this is true for me. And so if you haven't had the opportunity, I would love to pray with you in this. And so if you would, and we, of course, we all would pray together because we know very well now that here at Akuo, nobody prays alone. Pray with me. Lord, I thank you so much for today, God. I thank you for who you are, Jesus. Lord, I, in this moment, I am choosing right now, not by a magic prayer, not by any magic words, but a simple belief in my own heart that Jesus, you are Lord. And Jesus, I choose to believe in who you are today. And in that, I receive your forgiveness as well. I also would like to pray for anybody here that may be experiencing just some great suffering right now. I mean, I know that life is hard. And we go through it. But, to, but what's amazing is that we get to go through it together. And so as a community, let's pray one more time together. Lord, I thank you so much for today, God. I thank you for the community that is a kuo. God, I pray that um, no matter the suffering that we may be facing in our life, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, that right now, God, in this moment, as we choose to, to believe who you are, and believe that you are capable of somehow taking our pain, our suffering, and making it into something beautiful and a blessing. And as an opportunity for your work to be done, as we choose to believe that, God, I pray that in some way, somehow, in only a way that, that you know would be significant to us, Lord, that you remind us that you see us. 
you love us, that you have our situation, our suffering in your hand, and that you are, are, are in control as well. Lord, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for, for the opportunity to gather today, God. I pray that you continue to bless this community. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. In your name we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Will all of you join me in giving it up for Robbie? But seriously, thank you, Robbie, for your message today. Akuo Church is incredibly grateful for it. Now, before you go, there are a few things I would like to share with you. We've, we've been talking about these things for the last few weeks. The first one is the coats for kids. One of our own Akuo members, Marcos Hernandez, is helping out getting coats for kids here in San Antonio. And their goal has been to get 15,000 coats. So next Sunday will be the last week that we have those boxes to collect the coats. So please show up with coats next week. Let's make sure that kids can stay warm here in the San Antonio area. Now there's also another thing that we're gonna be doing for the third year in a row. We will be helping out Christian Assistance Ministry with their Christmas store. And so what this is is just a place where families can go get signed up to get new toys for their kids if they can't afford them. Now normally there are other programs like Blue Santa or Elf Louise which do great work, but to be a part of those as a family receiving gifts, you have to be signed up months in advance. And so what CAM does is they are able to help somebody out right now, right when the need is there. So CAM does a store for families that have been struggling, and we wanna make sure that we are helping those struggling families out. We wanna be linked to them during their tough times. So there are a few ways that you can go ahead and do this. The first way you can do it is we have put up a QR code on the screen right now. CAM has an Amazon and Target wish list online. To buy some of those gifts, all you have to do is go to this QR code, scan it, and then you can purchase the gift and it will automatically get shipped to Cam. You don't have to pick anything up. You don't have to go into a store. It's the easiest way you can do it. The other thing you can do is go in and pick up a toy and bring them here to Akuo Church on December the 4th. Then we will take those gifts and deliver them to Cam the very next day. Now, the only reason we're able to do any of these things is because of you and your generosity. We were able to drop off and deliver more than 60 turkeys over the last week because you guys are so generous. We are able to use those resources that you give to us to purchase for folks at the Sorrento and uh, that are elderly and need help and need assistance and also with our folks that are across the street at Upbring. Uh, families living in poverty that just need some help. Because of you and your generosity, we were able to meet the needs. Every single one of those families was able to have a turkey Thanksgiving meal, so thank y'all so much. Now, that's what we are able to do with your generosity. And if you are willing to be generous here, one of the ways that you can get that started is through the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means just giving a first root 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be where you start, but no matter what, how you start, how you get it going, we want you to be speaking to the Lord, asking him what he wants you to do, because we want to make sure that this is not a burden for you. We want you to do this as a celebration of the relationship that you have with Jesus. This isn't a thing where you give and you expect something back. This is a thing that you do to celebrate all the things that you have received through your relationship with Jesus. 
Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now, and we totally get that. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and that's okay if things are tough right now. We wanna be linked to you. We're not asking for anything from you. We're asking what can we do to help you out right now. So we wanna be linked to you during this tough time. So if you or someone that you know need anything at all, please reach out to us. Uh, so what you can do to go ahead and do that is email us at help at akuo.church. You can go to our website, akuo.church, or you can go ahead and give us a call or send us a text message directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here to Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, just like I talked about a minute ago. When you get there, all you have to do is follow the on-screen instructions and just go ahead and give in that way. We also have a text to give option for that. All you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to AKUO at PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. So Lord, we just thank you so much for all the ways that you have been blessing us. We thank you for all the ways that you speak to us. We pray that as we move forward, that you would give us boldness to step in front of you and, and, and ask you for the things that we're supposed to ask. We pray that you would open our ears up to hear from you the messages that we are supposed to hear from you. And Lord, we, we ask that you would just give us the ability to reflect your love and your glory to every single person we come across every day. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.